The White House released a joint statement warning increased military action if attacks in the Red Sea continue. What does that mean for the coalition protecting civilian ships? Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. To accomplish these goals, we have established and will continue to maintain a significant force presence in the Middle East. And Taiwan's government said China sent four suspected spy balloons across the island over areas of military significance. What does that all mean for our defense and security? Well, you'll find out. I'm your host, Simone Perez. Today is Thursday, January 4th, 2024. First up, a major development regarding security in the Red Sea. Leaders from the United States and 12 other partner nations issued a warning to Houthi fighters that there would be escalating military action if the group continues attacks against vessels in the Red Sea. The White House on Wednesday issued a statement on behalf of the group of nations. It said the Houthi attacks against civilian vessels in the region have, quote, no lawful justification and must be stopped immediately. U.S. forces on Sunday sank three Houthi boats in the Red Sea following an attack on a merchant ship. A senior administration official said the Houthi fighters have attacked commercial ships in the Red Sea at least 23 times since November 19th. Houthi leaders have said publicly the attacks are meant to target vessels bound for Israel as a way to help Palestinians in Gaza, but U.S. officials said the attacks have gone far beyond that and endangered countless other ships and individuals. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said many companies are now choosing to sail around Africa rather than transit the Red Sea because of the violence. By forcing nations to go around the Cape of Good Hope, I mean, you're adding weeks and weeks onto voyages and uh, untold uh, uh, resources now, uh, uh, expenses have to be applied in order to do that. Plus, it's just a more dangerous journey. So obviously, there's a concern about about the the impact on global commerce. The White House said nearly 15 percent of global seaborne trade passes through the Red Sea. That includes 8% of global grain trade and 12% of seaborne traded oil. Kirby said that the growing U.S. military presence sent to the Red Sea now totals more than 4,000 sailors and marines, as well as more than 130 aircraft. The Dwight D. Eisenhower Aircraft Carrier Strike Group is also in the region. As the president has made clear, the United States does not seek conflict with any nation or actor in the Middle East, nor do we want to see the war between Israel and Hamas widen in the region. But neither will we shrink from the task of defending ourselves, our interests, our partners, or the free flow of international commerce. The multinational groups signing the joint statement included Australia, Bahrain, Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Germany, Italy, Japan, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Singapore, and the United Kingdom. Another important story, Taiwan's defense ministry said that China sent four balloons over the island. Three of those balloons reportedly passed near a key Air Force base. The reported incursions come as China has increased its threat to use force to invade the island. Here's why it matters. Taiwan is holding elections for its president and legislature on January 13th, but China has used its military, diplomatic, and economic power to influence voters to back candidates favoring unification between the mainland and Taiwan. The pro-independence Democratic Progressive Party leads in most polls, though, and that signals that voters still favor its independence from China. 
Beijing regularly sends Navy ships and warplanes to waters and airspace close to Taiwan, so its use of balloons to collect intelligence could be a new stage in its campaign of intimidation against the island. The Defense Ministry said three of the balloons passed close to the Qingchuang Kang Air Base. That is home to much of the Taiwanese air wings meant to defend the island. If you remember earlier last year, the U.S. shot down a Chinese spy balloon. The Biden administration said the shot-down balloon was equipped to detect and collect intelligence in a surveillance program targeting more than 40 countries. Also on your radar for today, a coalition of European states have jointly ordered up to 1,000 Patriot air defense missiles. The NATO Support and Procurement Agency is supporting the purchase. It involves Germany, the Netherlands, Spain, and Romania. The agency awarded a $5.5 billion production and delivery contract for the weapons with Comlog. That's a joint venture between a German missile systems company and the American company RTX, formerly known as Raytheon Technologies. The Comlog facility is the only one of its kind for Patriot missiles outside the United States. But a NATO statement said the facility will expand the production capacity of tactical Patriot-guided enhanced missiles, or GEMT, in Europe. GEMT is one of the variants offered to international customers. Here's why it matters. The order comes amid an intensification of aerial attacks carried out by Russian forces against two of Ukraine's largest cities since the new year. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said Moscow launched 500 missiles and drone strikes against the embattled country over five days. The BBC reported that Ukraine had not seen strikes of this magnitude since the beginning of Russia's full-scale invasion. If all options are exercised under the agreement, the four nations will jointly procure up to 1,000 Patriot guidance-enhanced missiles. No delivery timeline, though, was made available. And now here are some other stories that we're hearing chirps about. Retired General Gordon R. Sullivan died this week at 86 years old. Sullivan served as the Army's 32nd Chief of Staff. He's the only person in modern Army history to have served in that role and as an acting Army Secretary at the same time. Officials in Iran said two bombs exploded minutes apart yesterday at a commemoration for a prominent Iranian general killed in a U.S. drone strike in 2020. Authorities said yesterday's blast killed at least 95 people. No one immediately claimed a responsibility for the attacks. The Army announced it awarded a contract to Bombardier Defense to provide at least one aircraft to serve as a prototype airframe for a new spy plane program. And CNN reported that the U.S. reached an agreement that extends its military presence at a base in Qatar for another 10 years. And on this day in history in 2002, Sergeant First Class Nathan Ross Chapman, a U.S. Army Special Forces soldier, was killed by small arms fire during an ambush in eastern Afghanistan. He is considered one of the first military deaths from enemy fire in the war against terrorism. That's it for us this morning. To get more top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com EBB to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at military times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted and produced by me, Zimone Z. Perez. Today's episode featured stories by Leo Shane III, the Associated Press, and Elizabeth Gosselin-Mallow. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Bruce. Have a great day.